Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look.
baby, come on, don't let me down, don't let me down, don't let me down, don't let me down.
finesse the track, hit your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Back a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. We in that sunshine state where the bomb ass him be. The state where you never find a dance floor empty and pimp speed. On a mission for them greens. Lean, mean, money making machines, serving fiends. I've been in the game for 10 years making rap tunes. Ever since honeys was wearing Sassoon, now it's 95 and they clock me and watch me diamond shining. Looking like a Rob Liberace. It's all good.
Johnny State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Do you have problems with your dental work? Does your gums bleed and get infected? Well, the answer to all your prayers is in this little bottle. You can eat liquid chicken with a straw. It's got all the vitamins and minerals of solid chicken, but it don't promote tooth decay. There you go. And most of all, it don't promote a solid movement. Remember what happened to Elvis? Think about it. Yeah, think about it. You don't want to die on the toilet like the king. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Arnie State Show. I'm so happy that you have joined me. Um, Lots and lots to get to today. Uh, I I don't have any pearls of wisdom to start this show. I I, I just, I'm ready to get it started. So let me say my good mornings, and then I'm just jumping in. Because it, it it's over. It's over. I, but but, but I, I just hold on just a little bit. First one here. Straight fire. Well, I freaking die. First one here. He says, let's get the party started. Good morning, ass. And I have to admit that later on he, he did comment. And during California Love, he put City of Elk Grove. And I just started laughing. That was funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, they didn't put Elk Grove in there. Bastards. Cowboys girl, good morning to you as well. I hope that you are having a good day. Swoosh says, happy Tuesday, ass family. Douglas in the house, good morning, ass family. Derek, my man. Derek, how are you this fine morning? Becca, Becca. Uh, He says, good morning, ass family. Time for Wimpy to pay up on this fine Tuesday. Andrew says, happy breakfast taco Tuesday, ass family. How are you today, Andrew? I hope that you are doing very well, my friend. Uh, Cowboys Girl says it's going to be a good day. I hope so. Chazman says, morning, ass family. May the tacos be plentiful for everyone. Um, House of Pain says, happy Taco Tuesday, ass family. There she is. Oh, my God. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only bratty kid is up in the house. <laughs> a knee slapper. Yeah. Um, yo, Scab has a, a has little hot dog depression. I I don't know what that means. Uh, I I I know. I did they did they say anything? I have no idea. Uh, Highlands raised Natomas living. Ogre says Buenos dias, a familia. Good morning, Ogre. How are you, my friend? Uh, hope New Mexico is treating you well. Scott says good morning, Arnie and ass family. Ah, uh, there he is. Wow, we've been waiting for this one. Here we go. Hey! Round here, we speak American. Okay, bud? Uh, Maid says, good morning, ass and AIG. Last night was watching TV, and I don't know the name of the show, but they were talking about Aaron Rodgers on the Cowboys, so the Japanese word of the day is Hashika. Uh, uh, Hashia. Translation is loser. Yeah, I don't want him on the team. Oh, I, I mean, seriously, I do not want him on the team. No, no. No! Gosh. Man, oh man, I don't want him here. Good Lord. Uh, let's see who we got up next. Uh, the one and only. Oh, look at that. Hot Mama's here. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't resist. I hope that you're having a good Tuesday so far. Happy Fat. Oh, it is Fat Tuesday. 
There you go. That's right. We get to indulge in everything, and then we get a ash put on our head tomorrow, and we're all good to go because Mardi Gras ended. Um, morning, Mr. Corky. Yeah, I wonder if Braddy says that line when he blinks. <laughs> Probably not. Didn't say shit, acting like nothing happened. I just wanted to hear him cry. Oh, all right. Here we go. Oh, man. I have to thank, you know what, and, and, and I got to play this for her because I'm sure she's working and can't listen. Oh, wait, 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 wait who sent me this? Oh, I want to make sure I get the, the person right that sent me this. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was Alicia. So before even Alicia gets here. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. See, I'm playing that early because she's the one who sent me this story. House Payne says, have you seen the latest mayor of Kingstown? The inmate scene at the end was brutal. That se- this season has been fucking rough. Oh, that's a good show over there on the Paramount Networks. Look at that. Time to kill 20 tacos. Buenos dias, Arnie. Adam J. Up in the house this morning. Man, oh, man. I hope that you're doing well down in old Mexico way. There you go. Good morning, Adam J. Um... Look, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, uh, it Steph says, get a puppy, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Team No Sleep in the chat, good morning. Oh, oh, we're going to be getting to your question very soon that you posed to me uh, in text form last night. Let me just start this segment with... That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not a I just want the hook, fellas. Here we go. We gotta remember where this is. 40. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the. I don't feel fine, though. No, see, I don't feel fine. Spanish lawmakers. So, lawmakers in Spain. Because we know that the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. It's an old uh, exercise to get your mouth working. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. Spanish lawmakers adopted a new bill on Thursday creating menstrual leave for women suffering from painful periods and strengthening access to abortion in public hospitals. Now, I don't care about the last part. Don't care about the abortion. This is not about abortion. The text was adopted by deputies in the lower house of the Spanish parliament in its first reading. On 190 votes, 154 voted against it. Or, I'm sorry, 190 voted in favor, 154 against. Meaning... That in Spain, you will be able to get time off of work if you are a lady. Good morning, Arised. And you have menstrual cramps. 
Now, I have a lot of questions this morning, and, and, and Steph was the one who sent me this question last night, and I thought this would be a great day to pose a lot of questions because I have a lot of questions in the world today. First question I'd like to pose is, how long until this reaches our shores? Now, ladies, I don't know what it's like. I, 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 I don't. No, Cowboys girl, hold on one second here. I have to delete your post there, Cowboys girl, because I don't want you to get ahead of me. Please. How long until it's adopted here? Ladies, I have no idea how bad it is. I'm not going to pretend like I know. I'm not going to pretend like I understand how much of an inconvenience it is for you as well. But how long? And, I mean, this is something that women in America have been dealing with around the world. I don't know, since the, I guess, let me, let me, let me check my math here. Yeah, I'm going to say, since the beginning of time. Oh, let me get the popcorn and ask about how women are paid less than men based on the amount of work and time put in. Uh, It's bloody and sometimes cloudy, like two or three weeks. Um, Had the same thought as cowboys grow. Well, 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 like I said, please, 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 please don't get ahead of me. We all know where this is going. We all have a clue. I, I'm not that uh, untransparent in my broadcasting. I just remember, remember. End of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, I, like again, once again, I don't feel fine. Um, so the gals over in Spain said uh, in Spanish, uh, my la cucaracha is el herdingo. And I need time off so I can deal with my La Cucaracha. That's what the, that, that's the official translation. Adam J. sent that to me. He, 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 he and I, kind of, we conversed earlier. Me, Luca, La Cucaracha, El Herto, Crampio, need time off for La Cucaracha. That's the actual way they say it there. I hereby identify as a Spanish woman. I already say Buenos Dias Familia every morning. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Do not use the word identify. We're not going there yet. We're not going there yet. Now, maybe ladies. Dang, if that wasn't perfect Spanish. See, that's why I called Adam J. Because Adam J. lives in Mexico now. And I wanted to say it the Mexican way. I didn't want to say it the... The book way. I wanted to say it the way they say it in Mexico. Me, la cucaracha, el herto, el crampio, need time off you from work for el cucaracha. Be coop, be coop, be coop, be coop. I have to delete this. No, we're, we're, we're not doing that yet. Wait, 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 wait. We're just talking about periods first. Not the people that don't get them. We'll get to it, I promise. There's a method to my madness. Because this leads me into a question I was asked last night, and I said I would pose it on the show today, meaning I did not give an answer. 
A question from Hot Stephanie. Uh, see, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, there we go. El Cooter. That might be the way they pronounce it in Spain, Sanchez family. But uh, La Cucaracha is how they say it in Mexico. The question is, <clears throat> now, now I want you to remember, remember, gals are going to be getting time off work for, for the El Crampios. All right. Why do we still call our animals by the sexes when they get spayed and neutered, but we have to call dudes that have bottom surgery women? Vice versa, the other way, too. Now we can get into it. Because that right there is an amazing question. Now, before anybody on that side, because see, this is what I do for a living. This is what I do for a living is that I know, I can, I, I can almost tell people exactly what to say or I know exactly what they're going to say. The first thing that side would argue with me is the side of, and, and what they do is they try to make you feel bad. That's the that's the Nancy Pelosi way of arguing. And hold on one second here. I need to get the uh, the the right drop in place for Nancy Pelosi. When the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. She would she would make you feel like an idiot for asking the question. Now that's one way to 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 cipher ways of getting around questions. The other way is this way: when they go, "Oh, so you're comparing us to dogs and cats now?" And I would say, "Well, absolutely, because we're all mammals." That would shut them up for a second. Um, and then we could have the conversation, because I think that's an excellent question. When you have a male dog and he gets neutered, is he still not yet a male dog? He doesn't have the uh, sexual capacity to produce children anymore. Is he still male? Female dogs, when they get spayed, they can no longer have puppies or kittens. Are they no longer women? Hmm? Now, now we can go where you all wanted to go for that first question in Spain. I'm still with the boys. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find that one. I think I put that one. Uh, this one right here. Boys have penises and girls have diabetes. Yeah, that is very true. Um. So let's say that this law. Let's say that this law comes to America. And is, is now a thing at work. And you have a, a, a member of the Alphabet Mafia that is at your work. Who's clearly, clearly a man, but he dresses as a woman. And he goes to the boss and says, Man, my menstrual cycle is kicking in today. I'm going to need to take a couple days off. What can the boss say? 
Hmm? The, the, there is only one thing the boss can say. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And if he doesn't, he'll be fined. By whatever law organization or... Uh, I, I Now, on the flip side. Now, I don't know a lot about these surgeries. I, I don't. These bottom half procedures. That, by the way, I'd like to see something here. Hmm. Percentage of trans people who have bottom surgery. Maybe I didn't ask that right. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, this is not good for them. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, I apologize. It would be paid leave. They, they would be allowed to leave on pay. Now, ask family. I have a little quiz for you. Let's get the uh, let's get the Jeopardy music out. Let me pose this to you. Hmm. What do you think the percentage? of trans people who have bottom surgery actually is. Both of them, and then I have a breakup uh, uh, of it here. Um, How many, though, do you think go through with the entire thing? Percentages, and, and you guys have given very low percentages, 1%, 0.6%, 4%, 2%, 2%, 0.0001%, 0.5%, less than 1%. Red and white says 10%. The number is between 5 and 13%. Now it's on. Between 5 and 13% of a number. Now, now once again, we're going to have to do a lot of number shuffling here. So there's 330 million Americans. And we're going to say 10% of those Americans are gay. We're going to be very, very generous here. So that means 33 million Americans are gay. Of that 33, 33 million people... One to two percent, I'll be nice and say two percent, 
2% of that are trans. So we go down from 33 to three, maybe 6 million people in America. Maybe 6 million people in America are trans. Of that 6 million people, 'll be nice and say 10 percent. 10 percent are willing to go through the whole kit and caboodle. Now, hold on before I get to my now. 600,000. 600,000 people in a country of 330 million people. Now I need a calculator. So, um, 600,000. I think I would divide that by 330 million. We are changing laws in this country. I, I have the number in front of me. We change laws in this country. We have built bathrooms. We have spent hundreds of millions of dollars in education on this. We are, we are, we are brainwashing children. For the mere fact that .0018, so .002, two, one, two, wait, that's 10, Two thousandth of a percent of Americans. Point two thousand percent. Point oh, that is less than one percent. And we're changing everything for them. I don't feel fine. As I extrapolate the numbers, and I, I, I look at this, I'm done thinking that I'm being mean. Because if I offend one of these people, I, I should go out and play the fucking lottery. This would be like getting in a fight with me and actually knocking one of my five teeth that I still have in my head loose. I don't think that we should accost these people, beat these people, first and foremost. Look, there's something wrong with them. They want to, um, good Darren says uh, he gave me the math as well. Good morning, ass family. Tardy again. That's okay. Um, but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. In this country. And, and I'm going to go on a lot of tangents today, I- including one uh, about Tiger Woods still again. Because I'm fucking pissed off as shit about this whole Tiger Woods bullshit. When did we become such pussies? I- I'm just wondering. When did we become such pussies? 
when did we allow these minute numbers of people to come and, and, and tell us the way things are going to be when we, the majority, are going no? Is it because we're too busy at work? Is it because we're too busy taking care of our families? Is that what it is? Because if that's what it is, I can kind of live with that, but rally people up to fight back because this is what we need to do. We need to fight back. I believe the exact moment was women got the right to vote. Uh, We became pussies when men started to run their dick into pussies. Or turn their dick into pussies. Um... We went pussified the day Obama took office. We were, no, 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 no. You know what? As much as I want to agree with that, we were pussies before then. I'll tell you when the way, you know when we became pussies? I'm going to tell you when we became pussies. America became pussified. And boy, I hate to say this. But hear me out. I want you to think about it. We, came, we became pussies on September 11th, 2001. That's when it turned. And we became pussies because we got hit in the mouth real hard. We got hit in the mouth real, real hard. And what happened was it, 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 it sent, it, it sent these, these, these charges down to the rest of America. That was something to legitimately feel bad for, was 9-11. The thousands of people that died. But then the pussies that it, it, it rained down to, the pussies that were in society that we called out as pussies, they took that and they started to run with it, saying, well, I'm a victim too. And we, at, at this time of national grieving and sorrow, we let it in because we were down. We were in because we, we, we let all this started to matriculate up, if that's even a word. And it took a while. Hey, it's taken 20 plus years. But I want you to think about it because we were down at, at, at our lowest moment in our lifetimes. See, what happened, this is the generational thing. The worst tragedy to ever happen to America before 9-11 was Pearl Harbor. What did we do after Pearl Harbor? We strapped it on, and we kicked the shit out of the rest of the world. See, Ken Dog, you say if 9-11 happened, the reaction would be far different today. Uh, hear me out. When, when, when 9-11 happened, I was on the air, and, and so much changed for us after that. Like the years like just right after that, everybody started being offended at things. People were always victim because we allowed everybody to become a victim, and it has only gained strength since then. If 9-11 never happened, we would be we would be still in that 
I, I personally believe we would still be on that, that running train that we used to know as America. Because you think about it, after, after Pearl Harbor, we went out and we ended the World War in, what, four more years? Well, I hate to tell you anything that you don't know, but 2001 to 2023, the world has gotten nothing but worse. And honestly, what can we say we've done? What can we say that we've done? And the answer is nothing. That's a generation. Uh, these are these are like they're so far apart that of course they're going to change generationally. But at one time, this country had the DNA in it to go. Oh, really? You're going to fuck around? Well, now you're going to find out. And then our generation, from 2001 until where we are now, and yes, I'm a part of this generation. Yes, absolutely. I haven't done my due diligence in fighting back the stupidity in this country. I try. I don't understand it. I don't understand why we're so soft and why everybody, everybody has a story. We already know that. But we, 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 we cow down to these people who I, I saw a protest today, and it was transgender people that were, that were protesting a church. So, okay, and I guess it might have been in, in Ireland or Scotland, which that's a bad move because they're just going to kick the shit out of you there. But these, 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 these Catholic young men were standing guard, and these, these transgender people were barking at them. Literally, they were barking at them. There is no better way to get your point across off than to actually bark like a dog at someone. Let me read what, uh, uh, let's see, became pussies when men started to turn their dicks into pussies. Yeah, I did read that wrong at first. When Jerry Springer became the number one show in America. 100% correct, Arnie. We surrendered freedoms and never demanded them back. Yeah. If 9-11 happened today, reaction would be far different. I don't know. I don't know what the reaction would be today because I think that we were on that same train. I don't, I don't think if 9-11 never happened, I don't think we'd be in some of the predicaments that we're in right now. And I ain't talking about the Middle East. I'm talking about everybody and their goddamn feelings. What have we done? Faster internet porn and Amazon shopping. Yeah. If you do the math, COVID killed about .003% of Americans. And look at all these stupid shit we did then and are still doing today. The Alphabet Mafia wants everyone to bow down and put them on a pedestal. Fuck that cult. Now, now here's the thing. I, I hate to put to lump the entire Alphabet Mafia in there. There are people that are in that group that have fought hard for that group. And look here. Look, I, I don't care anymore. I, I've reached an age where it's it's not my business what you put in or take out of your body, you know, sexually. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I don't. Um, if, if you want to live that life, you go right ahead. I'm not even going to throw in you have to talk to your maker like I don't care. It, 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 it's your life. I ain't going to tell people how to live their lives. You know why? Because I don't like people telling me how to live my fucking life. I ain't going to tell you how to live your life. 
But if you're here in America and you do dumb shit or weird shit or strange shit. Now, let me again say the word strange. It's like the word minority. Okay, I'm not using it as a put down. I'm using it as an example. If you do something that only 6% of the country is doing and you live your entire life like that, like cross-dressing or dressing like a female, then let me just tell you, people are going to look and give you side-eye, and people are going to give you shit about that. You know why? Because it's strange to them. It's like seeing an obese midget. People are going to stare at an obese midget. You want to know why? Because it's funny. I'm here to tell you people, it is okay to laugh. When, when, when I saw it, and this, look, I need to go back to North Park Mall and find this transgender and put this person on the show. It literally looked like Ving Rhames with tits. I want you to picture that. Marcellus Wiley from Pulp Fiction with double Ds and the 5 o'clock shadow. Now, of course, I'm not going to laugh at that person to their face because they could probably end me. It's still funny, though. It's funny. You don't like to be laughed at? Then don't do funny shit. I'm sorry. If you're a woman and and you go to work and you're acting like a man all day, people are going to make fun of you. You know why? Because we know you're a woman. Mm. I got to read this here a little bit. Hold on a sec. Uh, He would look like a bitch then. I remember way back when I suggested we call them the alphabet group, and you said you couldn't say that. Now I chuckle at the alphabet mafia. We go the other way around here. You're goddamn right we do. Did he, she look like a bitch? Here's the problem. It doesn't matter if they look like a bitch. Don't matter what it, if you look strange. It, when you do strange different things in this country, and, and look, it can be anything. If you see an old man outside wearing a pair of plaid shorts and black socks pulled up to his knees with white shoes on, You better report them to me because that is a clone of my own father. And I laughed at him. Why? Because he looked stupid. He had a red shirt on, blue and yellow plaid, bright plaid shorts, calf socks pulled up, and they were black with white golf shoes. And we were playing a private country club in Sacramento at the time. Now, did I make him change? No. But he was ridiculed all day for it, and he loved every second of it. See, this is the thing I don't understand. A lot of these people, and I'm going to tell you, because I'm one of these people too, there is nothing I like more when I'm in public, then if I'm wearing a wrestling T-shirt and somebody mentions it to me. And it happened the other day. We, we, we go to this place called Cotton Patch, and there's this waiter there. He's a black fellow named Crispy. 
I didn't think it was him, but I didn't want to ask because I, I wasn't sure if it was him. Braddy Kid was right. So there it is. I, I admit it on the air. Braddy Kid was right. But he saw me wearing a Dusty Rhodes T-shirt, and we had a conversation about it, and I loved it. And that's why I wear those shirts out, okay? I like it because I get attention. I ain't going to lie. Why do you think I do this job? Why do you think I got in radio? Because I want attention. I like it. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you get attention, you have to put up with the backlash of attention. Which means people call me stupid for wearing wrestling t-shirts. People call me fat because damn shirts are damn big. See, you, you, you have to remember the, remember the old TV show, The Facts of Life? You remember how that song went? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Yeah, the facts of life. Because that's what it is. These people, I don't know what it, and look, I don't know what my own mental block is that I want attention or that I want people to pay attention to me. I don't know what that is. I don't question it because if I get the attention, then these endorphins go off in my body. Alicia, we played your song. We played your song already because you led us into this with your your story you sent me yesterday from Spain about the period time off, which, of course, morphed into trans talk because that's what we do here. And how many trans people are going to want time off from the whole period thing? Um. But I look at all this, and it all just mends together. These are just people that want attention. That's all. Now, see, I would figure when people made fun of them or did all that kind of stuff to them, not beat them. I I don't want people beaten in our society unless you deserve a beating. If you were to run over a baby and then try to get away, you deserve a beating. Okay, you dress like a woman and you go to work, you don't deserve a beating, but you're going to get made fun of. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much further I can go explaining this. Get your surgery. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, to me, seeing that number that it's between 5 and 13% of all transgenders have the bottom surgery... It... it, it, it I'll say it, it and it, you know what, if you want to quote me on it, you can. It loses a lot of its legitimacy. I mean, honestly, if you truly think you're a woman and you want to you wanna go that route, then you got to get that shit cut off. Sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And I'm surprised. You know what? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap out here on something here. I'm kind of surprised that there is not more backlash between two groups. One of those groups being the transgender group. I'm honestly surprised there's not more backlash between. Um, Breast cancer groups 
and the transgender female groups that get their their breasts cut off. Now, now I know that they're only breasts, and everybody has breasts. But it, and this, look, this has all been studied. This is not me saying it. A lot of women rest a lot of their femininity, their fe- feminine ID, if you will. A lot of it has to do with, with breasts. And a lot of those women, when they have, you know, breast cancer and they have to get the mastectomies and they have to get those hoots cut off, they it affects them. It affects them in ways that, you know, that just hampers them for the rest of their life. A lot of them get boob jobs to have their boobs and they get their nipples tattooed on and things like that. Why is there not more of an outlaw? Between the women who get the mastectomies and women that are just cutting their breasts off just for the sheer entertainment of changing sexes. Hmm? How come there is not more of a fight there? How much is the surgery? I have no idea. The surgery will have to be covered by basic insurance so that everyone will have to pay for it. Two of my cousins had the mastectomy uh, of one breast. And these these women, like or these men now, Elliot Page, famously posed on a shirt after having their female parts removed. And they were they were they were championed and, 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 and cheered for it. Uh, Alicia says because they're both illnesses in my is my thoughts. Okay. No, <laughs> that that okay, all right. I I just it, that 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 just hit me all of a sudden with that idea and, and I, because I know how horrible it is for women who undergo those things. Okay. By the way, I, I still haven't gotten a response uh, from anybody from the Alphabet Mafia, which I'm not surprised at, uh, about questions. If animals are spayed and neutered, if you get your female Rottweiler spayed, is she still a female Rottweiler? Now, we have to go and do some stories from the real world. Oh, oh, I have another. Well, well, there are 28 groups out there now since we're in the middle of this conversation. Uh, more than 28 groups have gone to President Biden to support women's sports and the uh, fight to expand Title IX and allow men in women's sports. I'm glad to see this. I'm afraid nothing's going to happen, though. No. Before and after of Elliot Page, same picture. Um, I'm not a big fan of Title IX to begin with because it, it, it tries to portray this world as fair. Because Title IX is this. What Title IX says is pretty much if there are 150 scholarships for men's sports, then there are going to be 150 scholarships for girls' sports. So boys' sport, men's sports would be football, basketball, baseball. We'll, we'll just throw that 150 scholarships in there. And this is why we have to fund colleges now to build extra sports and more sports facilities because – 
well, there aren't enough girls' sports to play to have 150 scholarships. Now, why can't we trade those athletic scholarships into female studies scholarships or things like that? And I'm not trying to be a dick there with female studies, but scholarships for only females. If we have to be right, instead of creating all the bullshit, of creating a, a, a new lacrosse team for women, even though the school's never had a lacrosse team, or a bowling team for a school, even though they've never had a female bowling team. And we have all these scholarships that are available, but a lot of them don't get used because nobody comes to the college to fucking bowl. If you're a female bowler and you want an education and you're really good at it, you're going to go to the University of Nebraska where they won like 58 national championships. Look it up. I'm fucking right. Why can't we, why, why is it that, that everything has to be so cookie cutter and things and we can't just look at it and go, okay, this would be fine here? I don't understand. I don't get it anymore. I don't know why they're allowing men to win in women's sports. I'm so over the top and overdone with that situation. Women bowling, oof, talk about a jukebox with nothing but Sarah McLaughlin and Hanna Franco on it. Oh, I think we'd hear C.W. McCall, Convoy. I think that's the only song that we'd hear. Uh, Them women bowlers, they're they're a tad bit on the old rough side, if you will. Because clearly the same percentage of men that want to play sports is the same as the percentage of women that want to play sports. I think men are more down, drawn to play sports competitively than women. You're absolutely right, they are. But, of course, they go, no, we just have to build more women's sports. So that way we can we don't look bad at Title IX. So I guess I'm, I'm happy that they're doing this, the, the protecting women's sports. We'll see how long that fucking lasts until they all give in on that. All right. Now, I got another question here. Y'all can maybe help me on this. Now... Let me first start by saying that I am not appreciative of this person burning down a structure, okay? I want you to take the burning of the structure down because that is against the law to burn someone's property. Um, a gay pride flag was burned causing damage to the restaurant and residential building above it. And they have a picture of the young lady who burned said flag in the car she's in. Uh, I believe uh, this did happen in New York City. New York City! Probably not really appropriate, but that's okay. So here's my question. Very simple in nature. Let's take the arson angle out of this. Every single collegiate sport loses money except for football and top-tier men's basketball. Very, very top-tier basketball. We're talking maybe two programs in the entire country, Duke being one of them. And uh, not every football team. The, uh, there's only a few colleges that actually make money, and they make money based mainly on the shoe deals and the, the deals that they get and television deals and stuff like that. Two of the I, I know a few years ago the only two colleges that made any profit at all in football were Texas and Alabama. 
I don't know how Texas did it. That wasn't a good year for us. But yes, all college sports lose money. So here's my question. Let's take the angle of burning a building out of it. Let's say someone to show up, someone were to show up at a, a, a gay pride or, or a gay-run restaurant, and we all know it's gay. It's in the gay district of a major city, and they have rainbows painted everywhere. Let's say you showed up, and you brought your own rainbow flag. Can you burn that rainbow flag in front of that restaurant? Now, I ask that question because if you bring your own American flag and you stand outside of VFW, you can legally burn that flag as long as you're not on their property. Now, this isn't a talk about consequences. This is not a talk about consequences because the consequences are you burn an American flag outside of VFW, you're going to probably fucking get your head caved in. I, and, and by the way, I would look the other way. I didn't see a thing, officer. And there'll be plenty of people that say, oh, he has every right or she has every right to burn that flag. And for some reason in this country, you do have a right to burn the American flag. Okay, I'll play along. If you burn a gay flag in front of a gay restaurant, are you arrested for a hate crime? I literally don't know. And I, I saw this story, and I thought to myself, wait a second, and I read on, and it burned part of the structure down, which you can't do that, obviously. So is that a hate crime? Anybody? Is that a hate crime? We're, we'll be, we'll, will someone be arrested for a hate crime if you burn a, a rainbow flag? I'll Google it. But I'd like to know what's the difference. Is it a hate crime to burn a rainbow flag? Um, Soho Restaurant. Aha, we have a story from 2019. Adolfo Martinez admitted to the media that he took the flag from Amy's United Church of Christ due to his uh, a- animosity. Okay, so he stole a flag. He was found guilty later month of hate crime, harassment, reckless use of fire, and being a habitual offender. And was given 15 years in an Iowa prison for it. That's in Iowa. You want to stop being a victim? You, you want to stop this men, victim mentality? You're a protected class. Your flag, your symbol, by the way, that you stole from the Bible. If you don't know the story of the rainbow, the rainbow is this. And this is just a story from the Bible. And I'm not religious. My, this is just one of my dad's favorite stories. If he were alive right now, he would not be happy with this whole rainbow situation. The rainbow is what is talked about as God's signature, as a promise 
that he will never flood the earth again like he did for the ark. Now, you can choose to believe that story or not, but that's what the rainbow was originally as. And a part of me wants to think that somebody took that and they put that on that flag because it was kind of a fuck you to the church. Okay. I, I, I don't know the reason behind the rainbow flag for the, the gay life. I don't know. And, and by the way, I don't care because I'm not a part of that group. And if it's important to them, then good. But if you can burn an American flag on American soil, then by God, you should be able to burn a fucking gay pride flag on American soil because it's the same thing. Right? You want to come to Texas and try to burn a Texas flag? You will see all sorts of that. Well, you can't even pick our state fucking flower here. You pull over on the side of the road and you see a bunch of blue bonnets in the spring... And you think you're going to pick some? We will call the police ourselves on you. You don't pick our fucking blue bonnets. We don't even pick our own fucking blue bonnets. But but a gay flag is protected. Why? If you want to be just like us. Wait, wait, wait. What happened to equality? You're protected now. I mean, if there's one flag to protect in this country, I think I would, I would, I would choose the stars and stripes. It was hard for me not to say the stars and bars there, but I did not say the stars and bars. I, I the stupidity of this country still amazes me. Do 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 we still have this uh, th- this clip up and ready to go here? Oh, hold on a second. Well, really quick. Um, it's pretty sight. It's the end of the world. So stupid. Um, what am I? Oh. Now, this is taking it to a new level here. Y'all want to know what's going on in your schools? Well, let me tell you. And shocking. I, I have uh, so many good Florida stories today that I don't want to run out of the sound effects. So just know that this is from Florida. Where a teacher has come under fire after forcing white school children to act like slaves to their black classmates. In a video posted to TikTok, the educator is seen uh, snatching books out of kids' hands to protest Florida's school system. Oh, please have a video, please. Oh, they just have, they just have the still shots of it. Uh, <laughs> in clips posted to social media, the educator is seen forcing white students in his classroom to serve as servants to their black classmates by taking their coats and feeding them snacks. What a silly Negro. <laughs> I mean... I mean. One of the videos titled Black History Month, the shortest month of the year, sees the black students made to sit and relax in the middle of the room while the white kids bow down and worship by their feet. 
Oh. Whitewash says, where are the parents? I'd be heated if they did that to my kid. Um, another TikTok clip pr- titled Problematic Book shows the teacher frantically running around the classroom while grabbing books out of the student's hands. I'm going to start banning these books right away, he says, first snatching an edition of Harry Potter and flinging it across the room. After he sees one of the students reading a book with a basketball player on the cover, he screams, a black boy? No, absolutely not. You know what this is? Do you know what this is? This is the funny thing to me. And maybe this is a generational thing. Because this teacher is probably in his 20s. It's a male teacher. He's probably in his 20s, maybe early 30s. So he's 20 years behind me, a couple generations. Or at least one. You see, what what we used to do in in our generation is we would think about all the funny, crazy shit to do, and then we would just talk to our friends about it. We wouldn't actually play it out like these generations do now. You're going to get fired, dude. You're you're going to be fired. What the teachers should have done was the baby egg assignment and have them all dads leave. Please tell me a handful of these kids were being over the top with it and started singing Negro songs. No, I don't think they were. I think they were too young. I think this is like an elementary school. Maybe junior high. Now, that would be funny. Swing low. That just gave me a thought. I should take a Harry Potter to Pastor Locke's church in St. Cuckoo and read it. When he starts ragging on me and yelling, I can claim assault and sure get lots of money and shut down his church. Win-win for everyone. No, we don't want to close Greg Locke's church. Otherwise, I won't get cool things like this. This town full of witches. Uh, we ain't just talking about no uh, Salem, Oregon. We're talking about some witches all over the place. Waffle House witches, Cracker Barrel witches, man and woman witches, church-going witches. I, I, I didn't know there were Waffle, witch, waffle House witches. I, I don't know if I can go to Waffle House anymore. Cracker Barrel sucks, so fuck them. But Waffle House ain't got no witches in it. I don't know what he's talking about. I still don't know what a witch is. At what point do uh, have white people paid their debt to everyone and this can stop? Oh, we have. We have. Let me just say this right now. We don't have any debts to pay. We didn't do anything. See, the, this and Darren, I understand what you're saying here. But we need to get under this mentality. that We didn't do anything. I never owned another human being. I never, ever owned another human being. Nobody in my father's life owned a human being. My grandmother, she didn't. My great-grandparents, well, they came here from the old country, so they sure as fuck didn't. What am I paying for? Uh, Darren, when white people are all extinct, that that will be the only time. 
Waffle House witches around here, a.k.a. crackheads. 11 o'clock and OU still sucks. Good morning, y'all. You don't want to fuck with them damn Waffle House witches. You saw that one witch catch that chair a couple weeks ago and put a beat down on another gal. Maybe the Waffle House does have witches. The Waffle House by my house in Rockwall, boy, there's there a 700-pound witch in there. Boy, I don't like that lady at all. That lady is a, she's also a Waffle House biatch. I own motherfuckers all the time at the poker tables. Then black people can uh, can war with Asians, with Hispanics, Middle Easterns, LGBTQs, like some kind of genocidal tournament. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm sorry, but I don't have anything to apologize for. I don't. Maybe some crude jokes I've told in my life, sure. But I don't have to. I, I, I and, and I refuse to, and I refuse to even talk about the idea that, that they're talking about reparations. Mainly in two states, California and Massachusetts, where, by the way, it was highly illegal to own slaves. Now, I know in Massachusetts they did, but I don't believe they had a lot of slaves in California. Oh, that, that's right, Massachusetts, you could bring your slaves and it was okay. They looked the other way. Those Waffle House witches cast some good sympathetic magic. Uh, Ogre, I like it. The first one to go is the Alphabet Mafia. That'd be fantastic. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. My money's on either the Asian or the Hispanics. And, and, and this being the reason. This being the reason. The Asians and Hispanics, just, just watch, uh, for the Asians, first of all, just watch a John Wick movie. They just don't stop. I mean, look at World War II. We dropped an atom bomb, and they still didn't fucking stop. We had to drop a second one. Mage, you know what I'm talking about. Those people will fight to the de- I mean, they will fight to the end. They don't, they don't give a shit. Mexican folks are just tough. They are just flat out tough. Hispanic folks, not the Sp- not from Spain, they're letting women take time off of work for periods, so we're taking Spain out of there. We're just talking about good old Mexico. My, money, my money's on those two to win this genocidal battle. The, the other groups will just bitch and moan about what those groups have that they don't. That, that's all that those other groups are going to do. Yeah, Mage, there's too many of us. you goddamn right about that. I mean, if we consider Asia, Asia, you're going to have to throw India in there, and now we got like 30 billion people against us. Latin Americans, oh, yeah, the Hispanics. Like, like, like when, we, when we say Hispanics, like I'm, I'm going Mexico, and I'm going Central America, and, and, uh, and uh, Grenada, and El Salvador. You know, those, those places, them people, them people know how to fight. Boy, I tell you what, I ain't fucking around. I ain't going to find out. Now, see, and, and here's the thing. Like, like you go to, like, the old, old country. Like, I ain't going to fuck around in Africa. Hell no. You know, in Papua New Guinea, they still got a cannibal tribe there, the Kawawis. I ain't fucking with no cannibals. People walking around all damn day naked. 
like four-year-olds hanging off the boob. Them ladies had them big, long boobs because they breastfeed until the kid's like 17. Oh, I ain't going to fuck with the the Italians neither because they'll just give you a fucking, they'll, they'll, they'll give you a, a, a what was it called, a, a necktie, an Italian necktie. I don't want none of that. A Sicilian necktie? No, thank you. See, they don't play fair. Don't forget the Native Americans. <laughs> just give them <laughs> Native Americans. I'll give them one part 409, nine parts water, and they'll be fine. <laughs> If you know what that means, and you're laughing your ass off, too. We almost got Jesus. He is the most famous one of us. <laughs> almost. I mean, I mean, he's more, I mean, he's closer to Europe than really Asia. I got to say, but, but you're close. You almost got him. Is that like a Cincinnati bow tie? Probably, but I think it was a Sicilian necktie first. Yeah, it's dropped. You get a shot of 409, you put eight parts of water in it. Boy, oh boy, you're going to have a good time that night. Not almost. No way, no. Israel and Jerusalem are not in China. Are they, are they in Asia? Hold on a second here. Jesus is an Asian? Man. Jews are Asian? Is... Ah, let's see. I'm looking at a map. Hold on a second here. We're going to look at, oh, whoa, 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 wait a second here. Wait just one second, pal. Oh, man, I'm getting some, I don't know, that's an error page, and I don't know if I want to mess with that error page. They had a bunch of. Man, I mean, look, look, look. Israel right there in the Gaza Strip, they're right near Cyprus and Saudi Arabia. Egypt is right there. (sighs) He was brown and fuzzy and not blue-eyed. He was Middle Eastern Israel. The Middle East is Asia. Oh, man, part of it is. I, I think once you get past Iraq, though, I, I mean, Syria, Lebanon, I mean, I, I mean we're, we're just, uh, not that I, I have anything wrong with Jesus being Asian, but that would change a whole lot, man. <laughs> Those people are all Asian. Good Lord. Man, oh, man. See, I figured he'd be African at least. But hey, whatever. You know, Jesus is is, is Asian. <laughs> I mean, do, do, do you think now? Oh man, I've got I've got to make so many amends. Everybody was going for fighting. Jesus. I mean, this is the old time. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Turks are Asian. Kazakhstan is Asian. The eastern half of Russia is Asian. Kind of like Charlize Theron being African-American. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh, my gosh. That's just funny. 
All right, last story here uh, for this segment. We'll take a break. This makes me proud to be an American. Well, I tell you what, all these people that want to, you, you know, you, you, you know, I, I, I stand up for your rights to own guns in this country. I'm a big proponent of the Second Amendment. But you see, there are consequences. I, I think that needs to be added as like the fourth big rule of the show. I, I mean, we've got consistency, logic, fuck your feelings, and, and you're going to have to pay consequences. Jim Caviezel learned that dead language. It wasn't even Asian. <laughs> no shit. Um, the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA for short, you know, all the assholes that work in the airports and those blue outfits, the ones that make you take your shoes off, your belt off, you have to start your computer up, you have to do four jumping jacks and three one-arm push-ups sometimes to get through, have reported that a record number of guns, this isn't just weapons, this is just guns, Guns Last year, the United States and the TSA confiscated 6,542 guns at airports across the country. That's 18 guns a day. Now look here. Because I believe in consequences. I'm just going to tell you the truth. If you're a gun owner that takes your gun through the x-ray machine or gets caught at TSA with it, I'm not going to lie here. I think that you should lose your rights to owning a gun. I'm not going to take it back. No. No, see, th- th- this is where I will come in, and I-, I will finally get with the culture, and they'll finally be like, ooh, Arnie's saying it right for once. You are the people that are responsible for a six-year-old shooting his teacher. Because you obviously don't realize or don't really fucking care. That's what it is. But let's not pretend that these 6,500 people are outstanding gun owners by any stretch of the imagination for the simple fact that they don't even give a fuck about where their killing machine is. And let's not lie. I, once again, will stand up for your right to own a gun in this country more than anybody else. But that gun is designed for one thing and one thing only. It's designed for destroying things. I won't say killing because some people go, well, I just shoot skeet. It's designed to destroy shit. Okay? And if you own something that's only goal is to destroy shit, you should probably know where that valuable, powerful thing is at all times. Am I asking for too much? If I am, tough titties. That's the responsibility of being a good gun owner. I had a young man on my show yesterday. I shouldn't say young because he's the same age as me. 
Now, that fellow owns a lot of weapons. Just going to tell you that right here, right now. I don't know what the number is. I just know it's a lot. And you know what? I know that he's never been arrested at an airport by taking his gun through the metal detector. Do you know why? He's a responsible gun owner. You assholes. And, and look, I, 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 I worked TSA. I was never in the TSA, but I worked airport security. And the number one excuse, I heard it for a loaded 357 in a handbag. I want you to think about this. These are two of the guns I caught. I caught nine guns in my nine months there. So a gun a month. And it was an extra $100 to my paycheck. Not to mention, you know, what the airlines tested us with. So I made a lot of money. I made decent money at the airport just for by paying attention. Shitty job. But the number one excuse was, oh, I forgot it was there. Okay. You forgot it was there. If a gun is that not important to you, then you shouldn't own one. And it happened with a three, a loaded three fifty seven, and, and this one was my all time favorite. The loaded sh- sawed off shotgun in a garment bag. That's right. Someone had a sawed off shotgun, which is usually illegal on its own. Um. But they had it in their garment bag, and yes, it was loaded, and there were shells next to it as well. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Nope. Jax Lee Aromatic is derived from Semitic Middle Eastern languages. The alphabet is derived from Phoenician, which could be from elsewhere. Okay. Uh, so there you go. So 18 guns a day at airports across the country. Fan-fucking-tastic. Man, oh, man. We are, we, we are where everybody wants to be. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. When we come back, I got to talk about Tiger. I, this, is, this story is not going away, and it's fucking driving me nuts. So there you go. By the way, Christopher, last song for you, buddy. Well, up and Adam, here we go. I'm off again to the rodeo. Sure got a lot of the little things on my mind. Well, one song had just started writing. The other girl had just finished fighting. Said it was me, oh God, I just don't believe her. If you want to know where I'm coming from, just sit right there and I'll tell you, son. It's like my lead and it's wonderful as hell here. Never here I go again, singing in this shack. Won't start hearing my cereal and it's keeping me alive. I gave up on Nashville a long time ago. Yeah, here I go. Lord, once again, here I go. I don't need to be too rich. I'm just an old hard-headed son of a bitch. Mine still set way back on the glory day. Back in the time with the Dukes of Hazard, I was listening to Willie and old Merle Haggard and smiling just a little as I poked along in my truck. There's a lot of poor folks in my situation with years of heartache and frustration, kind of watching as your dreams turn into years. Never here I go again, singing in this night. Won't stop hearing my cereal and it's keeping me alive. I get a long nation a long time ago. Lord, once again, here I go. Here we go, y'all. 
me tell you folks, it don't really matter That beer drinking never really made you any fatter It's all those nights on the couch with a shiner bike beer And after 12 years with the Copenhagen Well, I finally found out that I was mistaken It's not gonna be something to add to years to my life And that's why I'm still dipping it today And each and every morning I hear mama say That shit's gonna kill you when it don't get you first Yeah, here I go again, singing this night Don't stop hearing my cereal
Because as a kid, that is the only song I remember ever from going to 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 the VFW with my parents. And we stayed until 2. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. My parents kept me out late at night because my dad was like a singer and piano player. And he was like the lead of it. And then he lost his voice, so he just became the piano player. But motherfuckers would rush to the jukebox to play goddamn Freddie Fender. Oh, my God. We were stuck. We were left alone to play pool. And I, I'll never forget, my father would always warn me, if you if you tear that pool table, it'd cost you $100. I was fucking terrified. You tore the felt on the pool table. $100 to replace that. Oh, good times. Good, good times. So there you go. Now, now that I got the good times out of the way, uh, somebody decided to wrote, uh, write a little uh, uh, little little expose on uh, Little Tiger Woods. And I'd like to read it. The, the, the headline alone is, is worth hearing. Uh, I, I don't want to see this ad, no. This is written by a fellow named Oliver Holt for Mail One Online. I don't want to see the, the ads at all. I want to read the fucking headline. Tiger Woods still wears the air of a man endlessly surprised by his own stupidity. The last thing golf needed was Tiger and the tampon, but the sport can't shake its addiction to him. I saw somebody yesterday that I admire online. Tommy and I talked about this. And uh, this is so maddening. I, I, I enjoy Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. I like what he's built at Barstool. Don't let him fool you, though. The woke bug has bought, bitten him in certain places. He wants to come across as an everyman, a guy's guy, if you will, you know. He likes to bet on things. He eats pizza. He's a regular guy. I'm here to tell you that Dave Portnoy is a fucking pussy. I'll call him out. If this was on video, I'd put it out there. Dave Portnoy is a pussy. Tiger Woods should have never had to apologize. And everybody's picking on his apology. Uh, If I offended anyone, I guess you can't say that anymore in an apology. I heard a band play Que Paso at New Mexico State Fair last year. We were eating barbecue, and the breeze started up, cooling down the city. What a glorious concert. Amen to that. Um, Tiger Woods had a joke with a friend of his that somehow got captured, luckily, online with somebody taking pictures. And by the way, I'm glad it got caught online because I enjoyed the joke. I enjoyed the ribbing. What happened to the men in our society? What happened to what, what happened to the guys in our society? I mean, do we all have to become more woke now because we have fucking tampon dispensers in men's bathrooms now? 
I guess it's okay not to say you're not being manly to other men now, or, or that's not okay. I am truly lost at society on this joke. I, I, I really am. And, and the next story it even makes me more mad at sports fans in general because at least for the longest time, sports fans, they could take it. By the way, I'm, I'm issuing a new statement. No more uh, bad talk about the Dallas Cowboys or Texas Longhorns on this show because it'll hurt my feelings. No more Cowboys jokes at, at my expense. And you see how ridiculous that sounds? Do, do, do you hear how stupid that sounds? The war on masculinity has gone too far. And, and by the way, ladies, <whistles> hey, ladies, don't think you're safe. Because there will be a war against femininity, too. And you're saying, well, how can that be? Well, do you remember when white women were the most protected people in society? Not anymore. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Being a white woman is almost as bad as being a white man. Almost. Nothing as bad as being a white man between 30 and 60. Well, I'll say 30 and 70. We are the biggest evildoers on the planet. And the only second place one is white women, that same age group right behind us. Real man right here, brother. Uh, if any joke offends you, we'll fuck you in your combat boot-wearing granny. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can take it. I can take whatever you have to dish out to me. And by the way, by the way, I'll let you serve it first because I'm going to tell you right now, you can't handle it with me. You want to fuck around and find out and get in a, in a war of words with me? We'll just ask that kid on Facebook a couple months ago when I talked about his mother's stank fucking pussy. I told her to wash that thing because it's starting to smell like gas station sushi. And you know what he came back with? He came back with a fat comment. First time there's been a war on women in various forms. We're used to it. And, and you should be. But I'm talking about mainly you white gals out there and, and femininity. And this, this goes across all spectrums of the, the united colors of Benetton when it comes down to it. There will be a day that we hear the phrase female uh, or, or uh, feminine toxicity, just like masculine toxicity. My grandmother fought so that their daughters and granddaughters could be treated as equals, all, now, all to now have men come into our sports. Absolutely. You're, Alicia, you're absolutely right. See, this war on women. It's been a long time, but the 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 real the, the new war. I, I should say maybe this is like World War Six on women. To allow males in female sports, you don't think that's a fight against femininity? 
I got to tell you that when it comes down to it, and this is just my own personal thoughts here, and a lot of you tune in for to hear some of my personal thoughts, there is nothing feminine about a dude wearing women's clothes. The, the only thing feminine is the clothes. There's nothing about him that's feminine. He, he can choose to wear makeup. He can he can have, you know, nail polish on. You can you can be practicing in all these feminine qualities. There's still nothing feminine about you. If I know that you pee standing up, I don't find anything about you feminine. As war on women, do you mean like what's happening to the Harry Potter lady? Uh yeah, I, I think I think that's a big part of I mean, that's just one of the cogs in this war. The war against J.K. Rowling's because she has de- decided to define what a woman is, and people go, "Well, how can you say what a woman is?" Well, easily, I because I, I'm not stupid. I mean, that's why I asked the question earlier this morning. I'm sorry this this show is turning into pretty much a, a nothing but anti-trans show, but I'm not anti-trans. I'm anti-bullshit with the trans, okay? I'm anti-them dwarfing everyone. That's what I'm anti. If you want to get your cock and balls cut off, more power to you. That doesn't make you better than me, and it doesn't make you a protected citizen. Why are right-handed people not more, more protected as a citizen group in this country? Because that's all what you're doing is. It's just a trait now that you have. And why are you better than me? Why is your flag protected, but my flag as an American isn't protected? Why are you better than me? But I have a uh, peewee uh, or go-girl to pee standing. That doesn't count. Oh, you can't say black no more. It's dark now. <laughs> You're going to identify as a female dark woman. See how long that lasts. Uh, well, and that's the, you know, that that's the part that gets me. Is that they can, uh, you know, you can go up and, 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 and you go to one of their booths or one of their protests they have. And the first thing they do is they genderfy you. Oh, you're a white man. Well, how fucking dare you? Yes, I am, but how dare you fucking label me already? What if I identify, and and I said this, I identify as a deity. And I will smite you, and I will smack you in the face if you do not get on your knees and worship me. I can't be arrested, I'm a deity. I mean, right? I'm a god. I am a broadcasting god. And that's the way I would like for you to refer to me. As Lord, God, Savior, all these things. Now, I'm looking for the lightning bolt because I'm saying this all in satire. But why aren't you worshiping me? I identify, wait, why why is that insane? Why is that crazy? Now, see, I ask these why questions a lot. I, 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 was it Aristotle or was it Ogre, I need your help? 
Was it Aristotle or who was the philosopher that only asked questions? Is that Plato? Because I, I get them confused. Plato was either Aristotle's teacher or Aristotle was Plato's teacher. And I know that, that let's see, he says, well, we protect one flag and not the other because the U.S. flag doesn't need protecting. Seeing a collective-minded society, not individual-based when the notion of determining one's need is based on someone engineered groupthink. You don't need that money or a better house. You don't need your rights or equality. So it can be rad for Malibu's most wanted finally identify as a brother. Well, why not? It was primarily Socrates. The Socratic method is generally answering questions with other questions to get the asker to critically think. So that's why I asked you, okay, thank you. I knew you'd know. So a Socrates. As we, as we say here in the South, good old Socrates or Socrates would always ask questions because that was his way of learning and getting people to critically think. So I asked this question, and nobody, and, and this, this will show you how deep they are invested in this ideology. When they laugh at you and they just joke and they walk around or they start screaming at you, that means you can do the same to them. Well, it's you that identifies as this, and I identify as that. I have to accept yours. Why, why are you not forced to accept mine? I'm waiting. The dogs accept it. But I'm just wondering. Why, oh, why? You don't accept the fact that I identify as whatever I want to identify as here. But I have to agree with you. See, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And getting back to the, the, the main topic here of the Tiger Woods thing. I can't believe, <laughs> I honestly can't, I, maybe I'm naive. Every guy on this show, every guy who's listening right now, I, I, I'd like to know, am I off base here? You know, we can go back to the whole grabbing them with the, in the pussy and the way you guys talk around each other. Ladies, I think that you'll be honest with this. I know a couple of you will be honest with this. I know how dirty you talk around your friends. I know how bad you talk. We all know it. It's just really hidden in the women's world. But in the men's world, we're pigs. And for people to come out and go, how dare Tiger Woods do something like this? Do you want to know how tame this is? Would you like to know how tame this is? Uh, your reality is rejected because you're a cisgendered white male, and that is the norm that was created over a millennia of oppression and exploitation. It is therefore invalid in the eyes of self-appointed victims. Well, it, you know what, Ogre? I want to say thank you. At least you defined it for me. Now, that's not a definition that I'll live by, but at least you defined it. 
My wiener gods know I'm a god, or my wiener dogs know I'm a god. Way worse than men. No, you're spot on. Dick size can be a topic for a while. Yeah, because I look, look, this is the way we're human beings, we're animals. Okay? Uh, women bulge every guy, every, gold check every dude, bulge check every dude, yeah. My college girlfriend and another friend of mine sat at a bus stop comparing their men's penis sizes in public, gestures and all, no piggy shit about it. Nope, nope, nope. No, and, and, and look, 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 look here, here's the thing, here's the thing. This is the way we are. You're asking us to change the way we're made up. We learn this at an early age. You want to know when we learn it? I'll tell you when we learn it. As boys, we learn it when the first girl develops boobs. Mary Wagner. I remember third grade. Mary Wagner had hoots. Every guy wanted to touch Mary Wagner's boobs. Why? Because she was a third grader and had tits. And by third or fourth grade, we had all seen at least one playboy in our life. And that's when it starts. That's when the the pigginess starts. I don't know when it starts for women because I was never a woman. Maybe y'all can tell me. Is it the first time you see a wiener? I don't know. But I will tell you this. The piggishness starts in men at a very, very early, early age. Once that girl, Mary Wagner in my case, develops... That's when it starts. Good luck changing it. Fucking 45 years later. That's how the great philosopher Bill and Ted say so great, Socrates. I pronounce it that way, too. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. What Tiger Woods did by handing his friend, i.e. someone he's taken on like his little brother. Oh, oh, that's another one, too. Piggish, uh, piggish things like that are learned from siblings, too. So we have to get rid of siblings. But for them to come out, oh, he's just an idiot. Tiger Woods is not a Roma. You know what? Look, look Tiger Woods never, once hormones hit for girls, thank you, Alicia. Tiger Woods never asked to be a role model. Tiger Woods is not really a role model. Tiger Woods is a professional athlete. This is where we got to stop. This is where, uh, with this the hero worship that we have, because I have hero worship of these people. Tiger Woods cheated on his wife a lot of times with porn stars. I think he's a piece of shit for that. Still the best golfer I've ever seen play. I'm still a fan of his. Tiger Woods was either addicted to pills or addicted to pussy, either one. Hey, as a fellow addict, who am I to judge? But this is the one that's going to take him out. A tampon that he handed to his friend, a.k.a. little wannabe brother. Hmm. Seventh grade, my good friend Sarah had huge tits and a tiny waist. Every dude in school wanted her. Even I wanted to touch her boobs. That's when it happens. And, and I'm sorry. Uh, he ends his statement by, most of us have long stopped being surprised by Wood's endless stupidity. 
How about the millions upon millions of dollars he's donated to charity? How about that? Is that something we can admire about him or no? About all the kids' lives he's changed with the Tiger Woods Foundation. And this isn't me standing up for Tiger. This is just me pointing out facts that Tiger Woods has done these things. But you want to make all that go away because he handed somebody a tampon. Now, I'd like for everybody to go back in time just a little ways. And I want you to remember when it first started happening, the first time we heard this. You remember after the first or second tour to France, the word was leaked that Lance Armstrong was using testosterone and was cheating and he was doing all sorts of things. And people stood up for him. Oh, my God. How can you say anything bad about Lance Armstrong? He created this bracelet, and this bracelet is curing cancer. It didn't cure cancer, but it raised a lot of money for cancer. And we let him cheat for five more Tour de France's. Until he finally came out and admitted it. Now, this man built an empire based on cheating. I don't think that Tiger Woods necessarily built an empire based on misogyny. I think there's a lot of girls that go to his schools. I think there's a lot of girls that go to his foundation. Boy, and and people defended Lance Armstrong. People to this day, to this day, still defend Lance Armstrong. Who built an empire on cheating. There's a world of difference. He made a lot of money for cancer research, and I can't take away, I can't take that away. But Tiger Woods just made money for kids to go to better schools. And you want to cancel him because he handed somebody a tampon. All right. The girls in my school were either stout or ugly, so their development was moot. It wasn't until high school that the crops yielded great results. Um, so, yeah, enough on this diet. Now, the next story is just, uh, it, it fascinates me. It truly fascinates me, the stupidity that we have in this country. Because angry Chiefs fans have written letters about players drinking alcohol at the Super Bowl parade. Oh, my God. The world is ending because because Patrick Mahomes was fall down drunk at the parade. Boy, oh, boy. I wish I could live in your world, and this was the biggest problem that I had. I wish I lived in a world where the biggest problem I had were the Chiefs getting drunk at their own Super Bowl parade. Are you fucking kidding me? Let's see. Uh, The Kansas City Star has shared a handful of letters from fans who were angry that players were openly hitting the booze and getting hammered in front of children. One fan went on as far to say as we're surprised and dismayed to see the Chiefs boozing it up during a parade. Were you not there when they won a few years ago? Uh, 
Um, I was surprised and dismayed to see Patrick Mahomes and other players were drinking alcohol again. I felt that way three years ago, and I thought there would have been enough negative feedback from the parents and children of teenagers voicing their concerns to the Chiefs administration that this would not be repeated. Next time there's a victory parade, please imbibe your alcohol privately and discreetly. Impressionable young people deserve better role models than what you've displayed twice. Well, let me stop you there. First and foremost, they are not role models. You, the parents, are the fucking role models. Why would you give that job away? I don't understand it. This is where the conservatives need to shut the fuck up. Yet no one cared when Tom Brady was driving a bottle of champagne. Oh, no, people cared. They, 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 they spoke out against it because Tom Brady fucking threw the Super Bowl trophy across the Bay to Gronk when he was drunk. These parents would probably be totally fine with their kids going to a drag school, so, too. Um, let, me, let, me, let me just say this right now. This is one reason why I love Charles Barkley. And Charles Barkley did the commercial a long time ago. I'm not a role model. I'm a basketball player. And I remember a lot of people got upset. Well, you're a professional athlete. Kids look up to you. Well, okay. But you're the parent. And the idea of a role model is to be like your that person. There's nobody in this world that has ever replaced my father as the person I wanted to be like. At all. I mean, let, let's take a look at it. My dad was a raging alcoholic, and I thought, wait, that's a great way to go. And I did the same thing. But my dad was also deathly loyal to people. I tried to remain the same way. You look at all the good qualities that your parents have, it, it, everybody has bad qualities. Everybody, every single human being has a bad quality about them. But the job of role model is yours as the parents. You know why? Because they're your fucking responsibility. And I, I know I know what I'm saying right now is bouncing off y'all's ears because this is why you listen to this show. Is because you live this way. You raise your kids the right way. You teach them right from wrong. You teach them to stand up for themselves when they need to. You teach them not to be bullies. But bullies are out there and you stand up to bullies. People getting upset at the Kansas City Chiefs for celebrating what every single one of those players has dreamt about since the first time they put on a fucking helmet. And because you're offended by it, they don't get to to celebrate the way they want to celebrate. I have zero problem with As a recovering alcoholic, I have zero problem with this. Travis Kelsey was wearing a blinged-out Bud Light necklace. I don't care. He won the Super Bowl. This is his parade. Have you ever had a parade thrown in your honor? I'm waiting for that. When I have a parade thrown in my fucking honor, I'm, I might be 
damn near jaybird naked on that damn thing. Why? Because you are celebrating me. These damn people. I can't believe Patrick Mahomes was so drunk he just handed the, the Super Bowl trophy to a fan. Oh, here's another letter. Let me, let me read Christopher's first. Lisa, you make a great point. The Puritanism on the right is one of the main reasons I was more left. Nowadays, it's the progressives on the left that are super Puritan. So when I hear the story, my heart warms up a little because it feels a little bit more like how things should be. Those little rats are lucky that he didn't snort his line in front of him. All right, here we go. Here's another one. <clears throat> I was super embarrassed for my city and the Chiefs organization when announcer Mitch Hollis stood on stage with the players and instead that everyone join in the arrowhead chop to cap off the celebration. I'm not saying I don't participate in the chop sometimes. It's knee-jerk for Chiefs fans, but I know better, and I know how inappropriate and how dis- disrespectful it is. The Chiefs should be making effort uh, to protect its awesome brand by getting rid of the chop. Instead, all appearances Wednesday where they are still actively encouraging it. This from somebody who says they still do the chop occasionally. You know, I don't really like black jokes unless I tell them. (laughs) Millions of eyes and ears will be focused on our city in a few weeks for the NFL draft. We need a new move for the fans. And who better to introduce than our Super Bowl winning players? Shut up. The Chiefs cannot go a few hours without alcohol. The organization has a problem. I, for one, was sickened to see this for the second time. Some Chiefs even bragged through social media about how drunk they were afterwards. I'm ashamed that players I cheered for could barely walk after they got off the bus. No doubt this spectacle made the news in other cities. You know what? Then don't be a Chiefs fan. There you go. Simple solution for you. To all those Chiefs fans that did not like the fact that pretty much beer is the main sponsor of the NFL, I believe the number is somewhere around a half a trillion dollars has been spent on the NFL by beer companies. Now what you got, Buttercup? And players who probably, maybe some of these players, maybe a couple of them got drunk off two beers because during the season they don't drink at all. They are, they, they, they are right in line with their, with their trade, with their profession. They don't want anything getting in the way of that. And now that they have won their ultimate prize, because there's nothing bigger than, if you're a football player, than winning the Super Bowl. Now they're going to celebrate with a couple beers. Maybe they haven't drank in six or seven months. They're going to take that away from them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christopher, that's the one of the biggest reasons I moved away from the Republican Party. I identify more as a libertarian as I got older. Um, these people are a bunch of cucks. Right, I get you. I throw up the middle finger to the Puritans on both sides. 100%, Christopher. This is why I don't identify as anything. I know that I come across on this show because I rip, I, I rip the shit out of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party because I think they're fucking stupid. 
but I have a track record of being consistent, and I think the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, the leader of them, is probably one of the most evildoers in this entire country. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a fucking buffoon. George Santos, I still don't know why he's in office. Oh, I, I do know to keep the majority in, in line. I get it. I don't look, uh, I, I try to find people that are going to do best for America. And I, I don't care what letter's in front of your name. I really don't. And it just so happens that lately the letter R has been in front of a lot of people's names who I've believed, and they've let me down. But when I want to switch to the left side and I want to want to look at them, what they have to say doesn't line up with anything I believe. So I can't vote for them. And I think the same happens religiously. And 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 I'm so anti-organized religion. And this isn't going to be a religious talk here. This isn't going to be anything. To this day, I still don't understand. Like, like I, I've read a lot of books in my life. I mean, I had to, you know, for school. I, I, I don't like to, well, I know that's crazy. Uh, I, I don't like to read because I did it enough growing up. If I read anything now, it's more biographies or, or things like that of people that I'm interested in in their lives and how they got there and things like that. But I've read a lot of books. Let, let, let's take a book that most of us have probably read, like Charlotte's Web. Maybe not Charlotte's Web. Maybe we talked about it yesterday, Huck Finn. Huck Finn was written by Samuel Clements, also known as Mark Twain. He wrote this book about a young man who was going up and down the Missouri River. Now, I've been to Mark Twain's hometown in Hannibal, Missouri. It's a big deal for Missourians, Missouriites. Been there. And, you know, every time I talk to anybody about the book Tom Sawyer, we all have the same idea about the book and what the book was about. Everybody. And what's weird to me is that you have this other book out there, best-selling book of all time. It's called The Holy Bible. I ain't talking about the one that, that, that's got the new scripture in there from those wacky Mormons. Wacky Mormons in their own book. Just talking about the Bible. And you know what? We could even bring in the old Koran if you want to. What baffles me is, and, and I can speak, I, let's take the Koran out of it for a second here. Let's talk about the Bible. I just don't understand, and maybe it's because I'm not smart enough. I don't understand how so many groups that believe in that book and the Ten Commandments in that book Read that Bible so differently and interpret it so differently. I, it, 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 I mean, and that's the reason why we have all the splits. We have Methodists, Baptists, Catholics, all the, all this. I don't know what the right religion is. I just know what I believe. And I don't really need a guy who's gone to college to study that book and memorize because that's all it is. It's memorization of the book. When you talk to these pastors and these ministers, and, and they can quote you, you know, uh, uh, Ephesians 4.12. I don't know what Ephesians 4.12 is. I, I know John 3.16 and Ezekiel 25.17. One through teaching, the other through movies. 
but there's such different. Uh, that's because Democrats suck dick. Back in the day, they used to represent the blue-collar workers, and the Republicans represented the white-collar workers. And there were more similarities and differences back in the day. And in those days, our family, with me being an ER nurse and my husband being a mechanic, we'd probably be Democrats. But they've been so far up their own asses for so long, they're most delusional in the craziest party with the most undesirable, ex- 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 undesirable extremi- extremists. God, I can't even read. Hannibal is a nice little town. Uh, the caves are awesome. And, yes, there are Pelosi's flying around there. <laughs> it's because so many different former con- uh, constituents achieve pro- prosperity. Uh, like most good capitalist country, growth is required for maintaining strength, so they found victims. They turned a more so-called progressive ideology based on identity politics because their new mark and perceived victims are in so-called need for help and protection. And here we are today. Don't forget Austin 316. Well, that's a a verse I don't quote anymore due to the fact that my dad died on March 16th, but that's a whole different thing. Mm, They go far on 1923 showing how some are so cruel in the name of the Lord. That would be the Catholics there. Just want to point that out. And I remember I was thinking about this, and I've talked about this epiphany I had about 15 years ago, and I've never been happier since this epiphany. And this epiphany, can't, it, it is kind of scary as well if you think about it, if you've been raised in the church and things like this. The epiphany I had one day was nobody knows. Nobody knows what's on the other side. Yeah, V. Coop, I saw, that, I saw a video this morning of someone falling out of Air Force One. I didn't want to say who. They haven't announced who it was. I can only hope. If we get if we get confirmation that it was Joe, if we get confirmation it was Joe that fell out of Air Force One, oh believe me, exactly, Arnie. That's why I can relate so well to the show, even though we disagree on topics, but because we are able to see past people's politics. We can see that deep down we are good people at heart. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's the whole thing. If Jesus was around today, he'd say, oh, me fucking Christ. What's wrong with you people? This is the thing I just don't understand. It is that when we, we, we see these things happen in our society, and, and some people just blow a gasket over it, and it's not that big a deal. Tiger Woods thing. The Chiefs thing. How the fuck does someone fall out of Air Force One? Well, they fell out of the back part of it, so I don't know if the president comes out of that back part or if he comes out of the front part. Uh, That's why I can relate. Oh, yeah. It it doesn't matter what your... I I don't care about people's political ideals until they decide that they want to challenge me on my political ideals. Same with religious ideas, but this epiphany that I had 15 years ago was that we don't know what the truth is. We don't know what's on that other side after death. And I remember I was thinking about this, and and sometimes I have these long thinking days, and this was one of those days, and I may have been on a few pills, but it, it did open my mind up very clearly to think about this. Somebody's wrong. Somebody is wrong. 
whether it be the Catholics are wrong, whether it be the Buddhists are wrong, whether it be the Muslims are wrong, and I'd probably be beheaded for saying something like that, somebody's wrong, or maybe we're all right. The problem is we don't know. And that's where that little thing, and this is what I define as faith. That's where faith comes in. Now, no organized religion has ever given me faith. Faith is something that you have to find on your own. And I equate it to this. This is what faith means to me. When DirecTV calls me and says, they'll be at my house between noon and four, Even though I'm a grown man of almost 52 years old, and I know for a fact they will be at my house at 4.30 or later. Why? Because it's happened so many times. I agree to that appointment between noon and 4. And do you know what I do? I sit at home between noon and 4. Why? Because I have faith that they will show up. Now, every once in a while, they've showed up on time, meaning my faith has paid off. More times than not, they've been late. Now, I didn't lose the faith because I still will sit at home between noon and four if they tell me they're going to show up. That's what faith is. Faith has no proof to it. There's, there, there's no numbers to crunch for faith. Either you have faith or you don't. And I'm not going to judge you if you don't. Because who am I? That was the other thing that I learned in that that day of thinking, this day of reflection that I had. Who am I to tell somebody they're wrong about their religion? Hmm? I'm nobody. Sure, I can go on and pump my bravado up and say I'm a Hall of Fame broadcaster and a lot of people trust me with the news of the day and things like that, and I could, but who the fuck am I? I'm a fat kid who grew up in Garland, Texas, that likes to make people laugh. That, that, that's what I, I grew up. And I got to do my dream job. And I still get to do my dream job every single day by making people laugh. Now I get to add a little bit more entertainment, whether it's funniness, whether it's music, whether it's wh- whatever the fuck it is. I get to do my job. I had faith in myself to do it. And I pulled it off. Uh, I am because I'm American. I'll t- I will tell you what your religion is. <laughs> yeah. When people ask why I believe her, I tell them I have faith, and he's revealed himself to me in my life through pain and suffering. I was at peace inside. I felt joy at that time. It only came from him. And and you can define that, and, and there will be people. And, and you know what? That works for every. This is why I tell you your spirituality is most. It's the closest thing that you can have. It's your most important thing that you have, in my opinion. Once again, these are all my opinions. And if you choose to share that with other people, good on you. If you choose to keep it to yourself, good on you. I choose to keep mine pretty much what I believe, what what I think of of the book. And I've told you what I've thought of the book, the Bible. I think it's a great book. I think it's fantastic. But it didn't fall from the sky. Now, if I were walking around one day and all of a sudden 
a book falls on me from the sky or it falls in front of me and it says God's word and it fell from the sky, I might read that and go, okay, this is real. But just remember this. That book was written by man. And the first thing we need to know about man is man is fallible. I love having arguments with super religious people because it, it does make one of my <laughs> it does make my day. Especially if you get a chance. And and this is this is fun. This is fun. You find one of your super religious friends, okay? And you find out that they had either shrimp or lobster at a party. And you can fuck them up real quick. You just go up to your super religious friends when they're eating their shrimp or their crustaceans, and you go to them, what does Leviticus tell you about partaking in that? Leviticus is a book in the Old Testament. It's near Deuteronomy and Numbers. And it tells you it is it is wrong, it is against God's will to eat any kind of crustaceans. I, I don't have the exact verse in front of me. But it's fun to have those talks with you because the, you, all of a sudden, wait, do I have that sound effect in here? Yes, I do. All of a sudden, you hear this wonderful noise. Leviticus is a great book to read in the Bible. If you want to fucking nail Christians on shit, like wearing wool and linen together, that's punishable by death according to the good book. I like the book. The book is a fantastic read. I, 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 think, it, I, I think it's a wonderful story. Do I think some of those stories may be true? Maybe. But that's, that's in my own belief system. I'm not going to tell you what it is. On the shrimp, they, they go on some word salad about post-Christ made-up philosophy, but they still cling to the no, no gays allowed in shit in the Bible. It also allows slavery, beating your wife, slaughtering kids in other towns. It's, oh, absolutely. Oh, the Old Testament is a lot of fun. I tell you what, that's my kind of God in the Old Testament. He's smiting the shit out of people. Sodom and Gomorrah, fuck you. We're coming. We're going to have it rain frogs. Well, you know you're having a bad day when you get hit in the head with a bunch of frogs. Uh, if you look at the Bible as a history of the Hebrew people and the religion part is all made up or shit, it's much easier to digest. They often use the New Testament as their scapegoat as it's the new con uh, convent that God made with them. Yes, oh, absolutely. It says gays or heathens in the New Testament. Uh, I tend to be accepting of other religions, but I draw a line when that religion preaches disgusting and or cult-like behaviors like polygamy, shunning, uh, disfellowshipping, murder, child, marriage. You know that stuff. You belong in one of those and are hardcore about it. I don't like you. Kings is the Bible verse of Game of Thrones. <laughs> there you go. Um, look look here. The, those religions that... that kick people out of there, and, and I'm waiting. I didn't mean for this to get into such a big religious talk, but it's fascinating because I'm waiting on the lawsuit. I don't know about y'all, but I, I tend to look at things a lot differently than y'all do. 
And ever since gay marriage was allowed, and I remember I was an anti-gay marriage person when I was when when it first hit the bills. Now I I don't care. I, I, look, you want to be married, you go ahead. You you want what we have? Fine, fucking take it. I don't know why anybody wants that shit. But I remember I I I don't care anymore about it. Um, but I've said it since then. I'm waiting on the lawsuit. I'm waiting. And I thought it'd be a Catholic church, but and I know I've said this before. Um, I think it'll be I think they're gonna it, it'll end up being against a Mormon temple. And I remember having a conversation because when I was married to Satana, fucking worst part of my entire life. Um, and I and I had to have a religious conversation with her mother. And her mother was a very, very devout Mormon. And we used to go to Mormon services when I was in town, and I did not care for that because I didn't even like going to services for my own religion, let alone some kind of crazy made-up bullshit where you make your own text in the back of it. By the way, just I, I just want to let everybody know, Jesus never came to America. I, I'm just putting that out there. Jesus never came to America. Any preacher that says Jesus was in America, that, that's a lie. See, we weren't even a country then. You don't hate marriage that much. You came into a second one with the one. Yeah, very true. But uh, I remember having this conversation. I said, okay, so the conversation is this. You have a member of the church that's in good standing, young man, 18 years old. And he goes on his two-year mission, right? And he is Asian. <laughs> LOL like Adele. Adele is not Asian, you son of a bitch. She's English. Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. I know it's you, you pig. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I don't want to meet you. But the conversation went this way. The young man's in good standing, just got done with his two-year mission, and has come home. Now, usually a lot of times that means they're 20 years old and they're about to get married. Now, let's say that that young man has fallen in love. And let's say he's fallen in love with another young man that just got done with his two-year mission. Good standing with the church. You have these two missionaries. They come home and say, Mom and Dad, we're in love and we want to get married. And we've been in the church since we were six years old. We've done everything right. We went on our two-year mission. We want to get married in the temple. And they will say, that can't happen. Can't be married in the temple. Church is against homosexuality. And that church is very against it. When's the lawsuit happen? Hmm? Jesus never made it to America. He lives down here in Mexico. He sells tacos. What if the Mormons do it missionary style? But, and I asked her the question. I said, what if they want to get married in the temple? And this became quite a heated discussion on her side. I was not getting heated. I was just simply doing my Socrates thing or so... Socrates, I was just asking questions to learn. They can't get married here, Arnie. 
Well, it's, it's an abomination in the eyes of God. That's what was told to me. Now, I didn't push further because I, started, I could see her ramping up and I could see the other Mormons at the table ramping up against me. And I have to ask this question. Because I've been waiting for the lawsuit. In your opinion, ass family, if two men wanted to get married inside of a temple at a Mormon church, at a Mormon temple, and that fight led to the Supreme Court, which it would do. Now, I got the Jeopardy music because I'm asking you a question and I'd like an answer. How do you think the Supreme Court would rule? court they'd side with lsd lds uh, did you get her parents blessing before asking her i thought they were very big on marrying with it i did get their blessing uh i never said that i would convert i i i, I never said any of that kind of stuff because i wasn't willing to convert i remember they i remember the missionaries came to our house once and they said you know your grandmother can be uh your grandmother can be uh, uh, born again in the uh, LDS church. And I said, well, how's that work? Well, for a nominal fee, we'll rebaptize her soul. Because I asked him, I said, when I die, if I go to LDS, well, does that mean I don't get to see my grandma? My dad was still alive. Well, we can baptize her in the church. Uh, I'm like, huh? How, how does that? Um, they'd let him in for the church. Currently, they would support the church's beliefs. They'd rule in favor of the Mormons. Wait, I must have missed something. Oh, well. My opinion is this. And and maybe y'all can maybe y'all won't like me for this. But I don't think the church should have to marry him. I'm sorry. They knew the rules of the church going in. And there's this thing that, 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 that protects the church. It's called the First Amendment. It's freedom of religion. You can practice what your religion is, whatever you want. I'm not taking anything. We're not saying you can't get married. You just can't get married here. This will be a court case someday. When it finally does, I will play the biggest I told you so ever because I've been waiting on it for years. And I'm surprised it has taken this long. I think what's happened, a lot of churches have just fucking gone, fuck it, we'll just marry him. Now, I asked you how the Supreme Court ruled, so I'm going to ask you this question now. How would you rule? I told you how I would.
this question by tell, fully telling you and giving you, and you don't have to answer if this is one of those questions that you find to be too personal. You don't have to answer it, but I, I gave you my answer. I said the church shouldn't have to marry them. I'm not saying that the church, I'm not saying they shouldn't be married, but you knew the rules of the church going in. This would be like wanting to play basketball, but you have no hand-eye coordination, so you join the league, but you never dribble the ball. That right there, that that was a great analogy. That's probably one of the greatest analogies I've ever posed on this show. Uh, Donald says, good morning, ass finally. Finally download the Mixler app. It wouldn't let me con- uh, comment on the web. Well, I'm glad you're here, Don. Um... Uh, let's see. I'd let the oh I tell those lads to start their own church of more men. <laughs> I think it depends on how much representation they have in Congress. No, I'm not asking for representation in Congress. I just want to know how you'd rule. How would you rule? Because I'm going to tell you, get out of my church. If that's the tenets of my church, but this is why I don't go to church. Y'all wouldn't like a lot of the shit that happened to my church. Take your flag and shove it up your always open ass. Sorry, not sorry. You don't have to get married at the church. Exactly. Same way. How can you believe in religion but want to change it? Then you don't really believe the same way. I agree big time with you, Arnie. There is no reason you can't get married at City Hall or Elvis Chapel, but I'd be damned if I say, for example, satanic couple wanted to get married at my cathedral. There you go. And there's nothing, by the way, by the way, I'm here to be that that voice that says there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. There's plenty of voices out there that will call you whatever kind of phobic. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. Oh, with the church, there's a separation of church and state for a reason. If there's state's rights, then there are religious rights, too. These people confuse me. Why would you want to be a part of a religion that doesn't support you? Why would you want to give your money to a company that doesn't support you? Well, because they want to change it. See, they they, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. There are rules in place, and maybe you don't like the rules. Okay. Fantastic. I'm glad we've gotten to this one. Now, because we can uh, move away from church. There are plenty of rules out there in society and the world that we don't like. Now, when we don't like them, what we do is we, we work really hard to change those rules. And I'm not talking about laws in general. I'm just talking about rules. Like, 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 like when it comes to school board rules and painting your kid's hair blue and all this kind of bullshit. People have gone the way and, and they've changed it. To where blue hair is now acceptable in school. Now, maybe they went to all the meetings and they changed it the right way. Or maybe they just sent their kids all to school with blue hair and said, well, we'll be damned. Whatever way they did it, they changed the rules. And that's what they want to do with religion. But with religion, it's a little tougher. What song do you play at a gay wedding at an Elvis Chapel, Teddy Bear, or Lavender Suede Shoes? What song? Let's see. Hold on a second here. Um, uh, oh, no, you play this one. This is the one you play. 
Mormon, I don't believe any of it, but at the same time, I'd argue that it's their religion and they shouldn't have to change to marry anyone. Very good. Holy shit, you play Jailhouse Rock. Ever listen to the lyrics? They are full of gay references. Uh, all right, we're going to move on from this. We ain't going to take a break because we only got a half hour left in the show. So, um, Megan Markle has been upset and overwhelmed by her depiction on South Park for days. The Duchess of Sussex has reportedly taken issue with her depiction in South Park. And they're thinking of legal actions. Uh, I'll be honest, I sent my kids to school with that mask after last year's Super Bowl because that was my final straw and went to the school board meeting and spoke, got applause for what I said, and shortly after, the masks were lifted from our district. Uh, Arise says that South Park episode was classic. I have watched it. It was spectacular. I haven't seen the very ending of it yet. I've, I've got like seven or eight minutes left in it. But it was hysterical. And it portrayed these two, if you haven't seen it yet, they're the prince and princess of Canada. And they they decided to move to South Park to become normal people, but they like to go everywhere with signs and loudspeakers saying, respect our privacy, when they're drawing all this attention to themselves. They move across the street from uh, Kyle. It's either Kyle or Stan. And he's working on himself, and he's just so bad. He tells them to shut up, and they're like, hey, buddy, we want our privacy, eh? Because they talk like Canadians. And it's hysterical. (laughs) Dumb bitch, when you make yourself a spectacle, you're asking for it. Now she's making herself more of a spectacle. I want her to argue in court that she's the princess of Canada. What a twat. Kanye got accused of sucking fish dick, and he didn't sue. Well, uh, this Degenhardt and, and, and him, look, they, they, they fuck with them both. And I have a listener mail about this for tomorrow. Hey, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and read this listener mail brought to you by JS Floors. Uh, I, I, I have another one I can put in here. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, no, that one ain't it. Uh, this one is from James. Uh, hold on a second. Let me let me do this. I mean, it is sponsored by JS4 still. You know, the best in the West. Fuck the rest. We'll we'll tell you more about the rest tomorrow. But um, no, I I need mail. That's the one I want. Here we go. Um, okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from James. Uh, I just wanted to echo what you've been saying about South Park. In a word, it was genius. And how are they planning on suing? Aren't they public figures, especially after the book and Netflix special? It's funny how the Simpsons get credit for things they predict, but South Park gets hammered. Thanks, James. I appreciate that, bud. Uh, But you can write me at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. They can't sue. 
They, 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 they can't. And, and here's the reason why they can't, too, is because they are public figures. They didn't make any claims about them being um, pedophiles. They didn't say they were murderers. They didn't say anything. They said they were attention getters. And they made them look bad. Well, Prince and Megan, let me let me let you into the wonderful world of satire. You see, when you're a public figure, and you did write a book, right? You wrote a book. You you were also a a prince. So that's pretty public. Uh, she was a failed actress. I always like to mention that the word failed actress, uh, who was also holding briefcases on television, but she was on television, making her a, altogether now, public figure. And public figures, if we learned anything from movies, let's go back to the fine Woody Harrelson joint with Edward Norton called The People versus Larry Flint, where Larry Flint went after Jerry Falwell, one of the most powerful men in America at that time because he held the religious right. He printed a story about how he lost his virginity to his mother in an outhouse. And the Supreme Court backed up the smut dealer, saying that figures that are in public are allowed to be knocked down a few pegs. If not, think about all the things we could do now. Think about all the athletes and all the movie stars that we could sue for, the, or they could sue for all the things said about them. We could get rid of comedians then. Uh, all comedians are gone because comedians like to, you know, satire. I'm gone. I won't be able to broadcast anymore because I have very, very horrible things to say about a lot of people. I've got a story about Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres is looking to open up a restaurant. I guarantee you that thing is going to be a fish restaurant. Now, me saying that, that would get me canceled in that world if we allowed the elite not to be taken down a few pegs. The blue penis on the window was a reference to his own words of having frostbitten dick in his room. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That he put his mother's brand of lip gloss on and he pictured her in the room while touching his todger. Trump would be more worth more than Elon Musk and Bill Gates combined if he was allowed to sue for people and they said bad things about him. I just shake my head. I shake my head. And, and the media that's getting behind this, well, she feels terrible about it. She's crying about it. Well, you know what? Why don't you... Huh? See, this is why I have a hard time calling Meghan Markle black. And I'll tell you why. And this is this is a, a, a comment and a, I hope you see it as a compliment to black women out there. 
Black women are a lot stronger than that. I'm just here to tell you. When Florida Evans found out that her husband James had died, she continued, and I mean it, she continued to have a party. And it wasn't until after that party that... Damn, damn, damn! ...came out where she broke a dish. That's a strong black woman. Meghan Markle, not so much. Do you think, do you think Wheezy would break down over something like that? No. No, Wheezy wouldn't. You know why? Because she was a strong black woman. Trump, uh, but yes. Yeah, and by the way, Ellen is looking to open up a restaurant outside of Montecito. My joke, one of my jokes today on the uh, on TikTok was, what was Ellen's favorite story growing up? Little boy who put his finger in the dike. I mean, that's a classic. That's a classic one right there. Hmm. But yes, Meghan Markle is quite upset right now. Um, oh, and by the way, wait. Oh, oh, by oh, this is so fantastic. You know, I I love when celebrities decide. To just shit the bed. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, now hear me out here. Madonna has admitted to plastic surgery that made her unrecognizable at the Grammys. Now, Madonna, you know we have rules on this show. And you remember people called Madonna out at the Grammys about how bad she looked, how horrible her face looked. And she says, this is nothing more than ageism and misogyny. And I stated on this show, I said, no, it's because you got some fucked up plastic surgery. Well, she admits that she had swelling from her surgery and that's why she looked the way she did at the Grammys. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Say my name. Yeah. Yeah. Now she wants fans to admire how cute she looks once the swelling goes down. Is that her swelling now? These that swelling from surgery has gone down. She still looks fucked up. Wait, th- th- wait, 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 wait. Well, th- there it is. There's the tweet. Hold on a second. Um, bitch still looks fucked up. Well, I tell you what, I'd be on an episode of Botched by Tomorrow if I looked that bad. I mean, goddamn. She's not quite as swollen as she was, but she still looks awful. Ugh. Ugh, God almighty. But her going on about ageism, misogyny, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Look here. Look, 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 look. Who are you trying to kid, huh? 
I know that you want to remain relevant in this world. I, I get it. I get it. I don't know. You're, you're afraid of what? Not being recognized anymore. You're afraid of losing all. You're, you're an icon. You, you have nothing to fear, Madonna. Yeah, your daughter's super ugly, but she's not grizzly ugly, so you got that going for you. Come out and blame misogynistic men for saying you look you look terrible. And I know a lot of women that said you look terrible. Not very misogynistic if you ask me, but well, once again, I don't know. Those are some big-ass words there. She just needs to admit she looks like a disfigured creature from Doom. See, I thought she looked more like the the the, the movie with James Caan and Mandy Patinkin, Alien Nation. She looked more like one of them aliens with big old swollen face. And by the way, did anybody see Conor McGregor walk into the UFC headquarters the other day with his big old swollen ass face? Motherfucker looked like he got hit a few times. Let's see. We'll take that one out. Wipe that one out. Um. All right, there's a story that I, I definitely want to uh, do here first before we. Uh, there is a new trend going around, and you parents need to take uh, take take note. Um, a father uh, lost his 16 year old son to a dangerous trend in December. Uh, his 16 year old son took his own life when he was extorted with explicit imagery. This father goes on to say, and this is going to be tough. I want you all to listen. This once again comes to this whole role model thing. I'm going to roll this all up. This father goes on to say, don't allow your children by themselves in a bedroom, in a bathroom, anywhere, with phones, without supervision, because they're not capable of understanding the dangers that are on the other side of it. As a parent, that's something I'm going to have to live with as a regret because my son obviously had access to a cell phone in his room by himself, and that's a reality. I'm telling you that just because I want other parents to heed the warning because it's something you can do today to guard yourself against this. His son was targeted by threats originating from Nigeria, according to the FBI. His teen son reportedly received a message from an Instagram account modeling an attractive young girl that lured him into communication after claiming to be a mutual acquaintance. Eventually, the son opened a video with the uh, perpetrators who recorded him partaking in sexual activity. Shortly after, they pressed him for $1,000, his father said, using the imagery as leverage. Father goes on to say the information we collected shows that the son was under uh, unbearable pressure at that point during the exchange. Uh, the boy says, I'm going to kill myself, and they respond with, go ahead, because you're already dead. And as a parent, obviously, you hear that. It's heartbreaking. So what this is is kids go on to these apps. And I, I pretty much, I, can, I, I think I know exactly what app it is because this is the new level of catfishing that's out there. I've read a couple stories about this, and if you are parents out there, please listen. 
So I remember this is uh, back 2000. Well, hell, I don't even remember. Uh, after I left the show. All right, right, right at the end when I was on the morning show and then I left and went to another show. I remember somebody told me they wanted to, to it, it was a friend of mine, to communicate with me on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is something that was bought by Facebook. It's an easy way to communicate with people for free, I guess. There's no texting charges or whatever. And I'll never forget, I got hit up on, on WhatsApp by this beautiful female that says they were they knew who I was and and that they were from Oklahoma and they wanted to meet me. Now, as soon as I, I, I opened the message and I saw a picture of the girl, they didn't realize that I had worked in radio, which means I'm a degenerate. And they didn't realize how much pornography I have watched in my lifetime. And when I saw a picture of a porno star sending me a photo of herself putting on makeup, saying that she was intrigued by me, knowing the fact that she grew up in a whole other state, I thought something was off. So I continued this this communication with them. And you see, this person was actually a nurse, not a porno star, even though I know that she's a porno star in real life. And as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, okay, this is bullshit. But, you know, sometimes you're willing to play along when, you know, when you get these calls. And um, I'll never forget, it was like two messages in, they asked me for $400. Because, you see, they're stuck in Nigeria. They're doing nurse work. I mean, all you had to do was read some of the messages. And I've known enough nurses especially like Alicia, you can't be stupid and be a nurse. Okay, nursing is one of those, it's a very, very skilled position, and you have to be pretty fucking smart to be a nurse. Meaning you can't write sentences that have gigantic problems in there, like with the wrong verbs or the wrong nouns being used. You know, broken English. And there are no hot chicks in Oklahoma either. Um, so I'll never forget when they asked me for that, I started to laugh. I was like, well, why can't you get it? You're a nurse. Well, the banking said, I mean, they had wonderful excuses. So then my, my, my second response to them was a picture of the like IMDB for porn page. I'm like, so wait a second. If you're a nurse, how are you filming this porno movie? He rises, really? Uh, that was Stink Fist that said that. Stink Fist. You have to answer to a rise there. And the person wrote me back saying, you got me. And they were laughing, and then they sent me a picture of stacks and stacks of $100 bills that they get from people all the time. And I never thought more about it, but now this makes sense that they're going to target young people. And and let, let let's let's not let's not hold anything back here. Young boys who are going through puberty, if you get a a video or 
a chat from a girl that's hot that's interested in you, and she says, I want you to jack off on the screen, because that's pretty much what happened here. I'm going to say that about 75 to 90% of those boys are going to do that. And now they have video of you doing this, and they're going, they say they're going to release it. Who knows? They might release it, whatever. If they released it, it's child pornography, and you can get them for that. But no boy wants his shit going around, especially, look, look, here's the other thing. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I've met some that make me wonder how the fuck they pass their boards or even just problem-solving skill questions. Now, now, there are hot women in Oklahoma. <laughs> they were born and raised in Texas and moved there. <laughs> well, Alicia, that's because we're 44th passing in NCLEX here. Uh, you're fucking with my girl. You're the exception arised. There you go. Thanks for having my back, Alicia. There you go. Alicia's just defending everybody. So let me let me tell you the truth about being a 14-year-old boy, 16-year-old boy, whatever. And by the way, all you men that are listening to me, you better have my back here. Nobody admits to masturbating at that age. Between 14, if something happens at like 19, once you're out of high school, Maybe even 18. 18, you're still kind of protecting it. But that, that age group where you're really fucking, you know, you're rubbing three or four out a day because you got so many hormones going, you don't ever tell anybody. You don't admit to it. No, I don't do that. That's gross, man. We've all said it. Every man out here has said it in that age category right there. And now you caught a 14 to 18-year-old on screen masturbating. He's going to do everything he can to get rid of that. So don't even try. Don't even try. So parents, look, I'm I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna go as far as this dad does to say your kids shouldn't have their phone alone with him at all times. I think this is where we need to start having these conversations with kids a lot younger, and I'm sorry. Especially if you're a parent that wants your kid in the real world. Now, here's my solution. Real easy solution here. And it's not going to be popular, and it's not going to make my kids popular. You don't get a fucking cell phone. You want a cell phone? You can get it when you're 18. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 20. They weren't, about, they weren't around until then. Um, I didn't have my own phone line as a kid growing up. No. no I, I didn't have any of that stuff. Anything I had, I had to earn. And oh no, you don't have a Facebook account. Oh no, still be, you can still be a good person. I know, I know, I know. It's unthinkable. I know. I I don't live in reality. For everybody who has kids, I don't live in reality. Well, let me just say this. And I don't wish this upon anyone. When you're bearing a kid because of social media, I promise you, I I I, I will not tell you that I told you so. I won't. Let's see. Uh, adios, familia. Have a great tires day. Yeah, uh, I do not jerk off. I self-pleasure. <laughs> My 10 and 12-year-olds, I already at the point where I'm questioning if they're just being lazy or touching themselves. They're getting close. 
Uh, one of my favorite quotes from F is for family. He's 16. He's getting to the point where he's going to want to fuck something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this young man, look, man, I, I feel bad for this dad who's had to go through this. But this is, look. I don't know why you give a 14-year-old cell phone. I don't know why you would. Uh, once again, once again, I'm, I'm not a parent, never been a parent, don't want to be a parent. Um, you're allowing your kids to go into the wild, wild west. And by the way, by the way, your kids are just like you were. When you had to figure out the VCR and set the timer for your parents because they didn't understand electronics, guess what? These kids are going to learn a lot more than we knew, and they're going to find ways around your blocks and all that kind of thing. This is the time to put your foot down and say, no, you can't go on the Internet. The Internet is not a place for children. As many kid websites that are up there, the Internet is not a place for children. The end. We had generation after generation after generation in this country pass through schools without the almighty Internet. Why do we need it now? Because it makes things easier. Well, I agree to that, but that's what, that, that's what adulthood is for. you got to earn that shit as a kid. I didn't allow my daughter to have social media accounts, and if you follow her now, you know why. <laughs> If they need a phone, get them an old flip phone with no cameras. I like that idea. Yeah, if you're one of these parents that has, and, and look, I said it with Tommy the other day on the show. We don't know the dangers that are in school now. We don't know about school shootings. That, that was something we never had to worry about. Kids today have to worry about that. So I've lightened up on cell phones in schools, but hey, just flip phones. My boys have those watches that can only call people when they have a phone number programmed in, and we can only program numbers. Even with that, they're not responsible to have phone, let alone them being allowed to access social media apps. Good. Look, kids don't need that stuff. Why do you want? Here, here's the question I have: Why do you want your kids to grow up so fast? Because that's what the internet is. The internet is for adults. If you don't believe me, there are videos of women sucking off horses. And that ain't no kid site. All right, I got one more story for you today. This, this could be my favorite, one of my all-time favorite stories from this place. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Uh, this problem is 24-year-old Natalia Harrell. She was six weeks pregnant. When she was arrested back in July and charged with shooting dead Gladys Yvette Borsella. People give it to them because it's a babysitter and parents are lazy and don't want their kids to play outside or be involved with any sports or extracurricular activities. Well, I hold on one second, Alicia, you get Correct the Mundo. 
The two women were in an Uber following a night out and began to argue. That's when Miss Harrell, the 24-year-old pregnant woman, pulled a gun and shot Morella dead. And here's where the story gets delicious. Her and her lawyer are arguing that she needs to be released from jail because jail is punishing her unborn baby. (laughs) Your Honor, Your Honor, my baby didn't do nothing wrong. Why is my baby in prison? You need to take me out of prison because my baby don't need to be up in here. Quote, unborn child has not been charged with any crime by the state, the writ of habeas corpus said. Further, the state has placed the unborn child in such inherently dangerous environment by placing the unborn child in close proximity to violent criminal offenders. The close proximity of violent criminal offenders, you're inside one. You can't get closer than that. Your mama shot a woman in an Uber. Your Honor, Your Honor, why are you punishing my baby? Um, the person that wrote this, uh, William M. Norris, a.k.a. giant asshole, argued that the fetus incarceration is a violation of his rights guaranteed by the United States and Florida Constitution. He said the draconian confinement was harming the unborn child, depriving it of vitamins and access to specialists. Norris also claims that the newborn unborn baby was held in a corrections transport van without air conditioning while temperatures exceeded 100 degrees. That's your fault, stupid. You shot another woman. You are the most harmful thing to your child. Norris argued that the client shot Bortella because she lunged at her during the argument and she feared for the safety of her baby. Wait, a fetus doesn't have rights. It's not a human according to the federal government. Uh, you know. Um, Rivera says she wanted justice for her and her three children. That's Bortella. Um... They have not let this woman out on on any of these things. Um, th- this is this is about one of the worst ways I've ever seen anybody ch- try to get out of prison. Why y'all holding my baby against his will? Well, that would be you, ma'am. Why don't you just go ahead and shit that thing out? How about this? How about we take it out as soon as we can, and then we give it to a foster family, and it can have a good life. While you stay your remainder of life in prison. (laughs) Oh, God. I love our country so much. I really do. Well, would that mean she's charged with child endangerment? I would ask that question if I was the DA. If I was a prosecutor, I'd ask that question. Okay, we're going to add a count of child endangerment then. 
by the way, Miss Harold, this has been something that's been happening for, I don't know, the last... Oh, since prisons were open for women, women have gone to prison pregnant the, the entire time. They don't let you out because you got a bun in the oven. If that were the case, then guess what every criminal would do? That's right. They would go get knocked up. Thank you very much. And we'd have nothing but empty women's prisons. Unless they were full of women that were way past the age of birthing children. Oh, God. I can't make these stories up, people. This is why I wake up every morning. I found that story this morning, and I started laughing my ass off that she wanted the baby released, meaning she wanted to get released on no bail, mind you, because the baby didn't do anything wrong. Uh, That's why I get here in the morning. All right, that does it for us today. Thank you, ass family. Uh, We will be back again tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember that um, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, have a fantastic day, everybody. And uh, adios. What a rotten day this turned out. To be, I still can't believe she leaves so easily. She just got all her things, threw them into a pile, then she loaded her car and said, After a while, she'd done this before. But this time she didn't cry That's why I'm sitting on the front steps Staring down the road Wondering if she'll come back This time I don't know After she packed When she looked back There were no tears in her eyes And that's got me Thinking maybe my baby's gotten good at goodbye. All the times before she'd break down and cry, she'd make her threats. But her heart wasn't set on goodbye She just wanted me to hear what she had to say Now I'm lost for words since she went away She may not return for this time she didn't cry That's why I'm sitting steps staring down the road wondering if she'll come back this time i don't know after she packed when she looked back there were no tears in her eyes 
got me worried thinking maybe my baby's gotten good at goodbye. That's why I'm sitting on the front steps, staring down the road. To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.